1: And grab him a coat, we about to sit for an shit and tell jokes and please don't mix it up cause he didn't sober up Brennan T-Comedy on, on your social media feeds and Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy Brennan Tassif is
0: your
1: ex-drinking buddy
0: Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy What is up everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy I'm your host Brennan Tassif you're new to the program quick rundown of the show i used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy It was my favorite thing to do hang out with friends get drunk do drugs get in all sorts of trouble and then reminisce about those crazy stories i am sober now but it is still one of my favorite things to do to hang out and reminisce about the crazy old days most weeks i'll be joined by a guest this week is no exception all the way from new york city claire driscoll What's up
1: Hi guys How are you And there's not Multiple people
0: You can talk to them
1: Hi (laughs) How's everybody doing How are you I'm doing so well Thank you for having me
0: Of course Thank you so much For coming on I wanted to have you on Uh, I've seen you on stage A few times Mm -hmm. You have some crazy stories That you talk about And I was like Gotta get her on the podcast
1: I feel that um, Florida And rural Ohio Have a lot of similarities I'm originally from rural Ohio Yeah
0: Which is interesting Because my whole family Is from Ohio No way Everyone in my immediate family as far as parents aunts uncles everyone went to kent state (gasps) everyone read
1: grant right kent state hey everyone
0: went to everyone grew up in ohio and then my dad uh 1988 my dad got transferred to florida so i was technically born at akron general but (gasps) i was only there for like two months and then i moved to florida
1: Brendan, i'm from youngstown that's like 20 minutes away from each other yeah
0: yeah hell yeah oh youngstown that's a it's a rough Rough neighborhood It's
1: something all right <laughs> Yeah Youngstown is Um, We're here now though yes. So it's okay
0: Youngstown stand up Uh, I want to Before we get too far in anything Plug everything up front Uh, Your social media Any Absolutely. shows you have Coming up This will come out Monday for everybody So let them know
1: Cool 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 uh, I am intense pair 667 on TikTok And Instagram I'm actually taking A slight break From stand up And switching to sketch But okay. I will be participating In the People's Improv Feeder Sketch Fest In October So watch out oh, for that Oh that'll be fun Yeah very fun
0: So I wanted to ask how did you even get into comedy theater sketch the whole thing because I ask all my guests this and I'm sure my listeners are sick of me saying the same (laughs) setup, but it's a very niche kind of a thing to
1: get into comedy. Yeah, well, I mean it is
0: and then the more you're in it because I've been in it for a long time and the more I'm in it. I'm realizing like oh this is the easiest barrier of entry into show business 100%. So there's a lot of people and it's so funny cuz like now during the writers strike I mm. had talked to have some friends that are actors and they're like I, I think I want to try stand up and could I'm like I mean, I have the whole bit about them looking at the thing I've dumped my life into. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't look so hard. Yeah,
1: no, I could get on stage. i like, five. Yeah, People
0: laugh at me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> so how did you even find, especially in rural Ohio, because right. there's a lot going on there. Oh, That's yeah. not good.
1: That's not stand up. Um, so, it's more laid down. Ow! More, <laughs> um, ooh, A lot of stand up material, though. So I am an attention whore and have mm-hmm. been from a very from a very young age, I am the 12th out of 14 kids. And so straight out of the gate, I was fighting for any form of attention that I could get. I know that you did theater growing up. Yes. Yeah. So immediately I did my first show. I was an Annie when I was four years old and I was like, oh, people are paying attention. You were to me. Annie?
0: No, I was oh. Pepper,
1: the mean okay. orphan.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, that yeah. checks out.
1: <laughs> uh, so.
0: How did you even get into theater though? Being that young, were your parents like we need to someone to basically babysit, or were you no, like I want? I okay. I really so you knew from an a young age, mm-hmm. you were like I want people yes. to look at me.
1: One hundred percent. Me and my siblings, we would put on like little plays. Fuck uh, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, so we would put on little plays. We would write little plays all over the place, and then the high school that my older siblings went to was casting for Annie. And I I begged my mom. I was really young. I was only four years old. Everybody else was already in school or middle school or whatnot. Uh, But yeah, I was just kind of a natural. And they let me on stage. And from then... In high school, I got really into speech and debate. Okay. Yeah, I was a big speech and debate kid, which men- made me the coolest human ever. Um, so, yeah, right? <laughs> um, but I also, high school was an interesting time for me. Uh, so, and then after that, I go to college. And where'd you go to college? I went to Seton Hall.
0: I was going to say Youngtown, Youngstown State, but no, sir.
1: <laughs> I Couldn't stay. So there you went to Seton longer. Hall. I did. That's I a went big. To New that's a good school. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was very lucky to get a scholarship.
0: What would you um, get a scholarship for? Performance, yeah. of course. Yeah.
1: No, and also some like academic stuff. Um, but
0: fucking nerd.
1: I know. I mean, the speech and debate. It really is just a gateway to worse things, right? But- <laughs>
0: But no, that's no, in all seriousness, though, that's awesome to have a full ride.
1: I did not, it wasn't a full ride. I wouldn't say that, but no, totally fine. Uh, I'll take the compliment. I said that
0: because I was on a partial scholarship, so sometimes I'll just be like, Yeah, I went to FAU to play football, I was on a scholarship, and people were like, Oh my god, that must have been awesome, and I was like. They paid for my books and my meal plan. Like I still paid for everything. Right.
1: I luckily it it covered a lot. I was able to go to college and pay for it on my own. Well,
0: especially yeah, with your parents having twelve or fourteen kids. Yeah,
1: it wasn't an option. Yeah. Other, if you didn't get a scholarship in my family, like you weren't going to school.
0: So did a, were a lot of your siblings kind of trying to do the same thing? Were they like, you know, athletes or academic? Like, were they trying to get out or were they just kind of like, oh, this is life?
1: Every single one of my siblings has left Youngstown. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're proud of that. Shout out to Um, the Driscoll's. Insane, right? Uh, That's actually nuts. Yes. Because
0: I know people who are like only children or have like two or three other siblings and they're still in the same spot in Daytona that we left them at.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that... um, it was always kind of embedded in my siblings and I that we had to be smart and get some scholarships. I've had siblings go to Columbia University for free. I've had siblings get paid to go to Vanderbilt University. My youngest brother's currently at Boston University for free. We... My parents were, they bred us to yeah. be smart. They it was, instilled
0: it in you very They really uh, did, yeah. Awesome. I
1: didn't grow up with cable or internet. I was really encouraged to participate in a lot of creative things growing up. So. See,
0: this is, I, this, I know you said you have some stories, especially when it comes to the, the parental units, but this, <laughs> that's actually really refreshing to hear because so often you hear about people in situations where there's a ton of kids and the parents kind of don't know which way is up and it's just, it turns into a mess. And then it gets it there. Gets gets Don't you worry. I know. But <laughs> the fact that you can just say on paper, like everyone's out of Youngstown. Yeah. I mean, you're still like, huge. That's a win. Still. That's huge. a win.
1: Still huge. Sp- so many people from my hometown. There's kids. I'm 23 years old. I know so many girls from my high school who have so many babies. Yeah. People are getting married already. It's like not. Yeah. Uh, but so how did so you went
0: to Seton Hall in Jersey?
1: I did, uh, and at Seton Hall, I was a theater minor and creative writing minor and a film major. Oh
0: wow! Yes,
1: um, and so I started doing creative writer, creative writing minor. Uh, and I had a professor who was like, hey dude, you write some creepy deepy stuff. And also it's funny. Uh, you should maybe try your hand at stand standup. And oh, I'm so a, a professor. A professor kind of did. And then pandemic happens while I'm in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started making TikToks. Uh, I started making like little goofy stuff, talking about my life. Talk, like
0: was it that- was really
1: prepping for standup and I didn't know it yet.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's actually interesting You say that You're not the first person On this show Who mm-hmm. said That exact Kind of like I was doing TikToks And it yeah. was fun And I was having a good time One of my guests uh, It was JC Mendoza, A good buddy of mine But he uh, Friend of the show He <laughs> was doing Snapchats Like little silly snap Because before yeah. TikTok He was doing like silly Snapchats yeah. And his friends were like Dude this is really funny And like sending it to their friends And then they're like You should try to do standup Yeah So it's, that's, it's interesting Because I'm obviously Much older than you And I think Constantly about how social media has been an impediment to stand mm-hmm. up where it's like now you're I encouraging agree. people to yell out and hecklers are like, oh, I'm a part of the show right. and you're burning material before it's ready. And there's yes. all these things that are negative about it. But there is a huge positive. One, it helps people with obviously the art of st- – telling jokes yes. and two, the exposure.
1: Yeah, the exposure was a huge thing for me because I also didn't know I was funny. Mm-hmm. I know that's like a strange thing to say, but it wasn't until I started blowing up on TikTok that I was like, whoa, people like want to pay attention to me? That's crazy. Like, Damn.
0: Oh God, that must yeah. have been so exciting for It you. was. When, the first when you're video,
1: the 12th out of 14 kids. And yeah, like, you when know. the
0: first video went viral, were you like, what is... Did you yes. know? So yes. I've got so many questions about this because I, I have friends that have blown up on TikTok, but I've yeah. never actually sat down with them to talk them because mm-hmm. I'm just so happy for their success i'm right. so i'm so right. I i'm do, so happy for their success
1: <laughs> i do agree with you though that tiktok humor does not always necessarily translate well to stand up and that's no, something that i've learned not at all. Yeah, 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 absolutely because
0: um, uh, there, I, the, I mean i've got a show tonight at a pretty big club and mm-hmm. i've I, i'm at that club i mean the listeners fucking know what it is but <laughs> i've had comics like uh, you know real deal comics come up to me that i'm friends with and they'll be like hey can you take so-and-so to like some mics or something because they're huge on social media and TikTok and stuff, but then when that. they get on stage, they kind of they don't Faze know up. they don't yeah. know stand up. So the art of just, editing. yeah. And so they'll be like, "Yeah, like they're funny and we love them, but mm-hmm. like, can you just help them? Like, mm-hmm. take them to a mic so they can kind of get the feel for yes. it." Yeah. So for you, when the first video goes viral, what is that feeling for you?
1: I was shocked. I um, I remember the first video that went. Really- How long did it take? Um, I started. It was March of 2020, April of 2020, maybe, uh, and I started making it like when I had first gone home for the pandemic. Yeah, and it was a video about um my neighbors hiding a meth lab in my family's barn. Growing up. And, and
0: that's on the list as well We call yep. that a good transition Here we go
1: Yeah <laughs> um, I always ruin
0: the transitions By calling them out But I'm so happy When people to do get them invo- so Yeah
1: well. To get involved in it Just jump right in
0: So when you You started the TikToks In March, April Or yes. you went viral In of March, 20,
1: April I started making them And then I kind of Quickly went viral okay. Just because I <laughs> I mean I don't mean To say it like that um, But well, The I,
0: algorithm's changed now
1: Oh for sure Definitely It that, was so easy To go viral During the pandemic Yeah, yeah.
0: That is one Hilarious thing is I have a, a very good friend of mine. Shout out Zach Bennett, friend of the show, huge uh, huge comic uh, from Daytona, now lives in L A. Hilarious guy. Yeah, he does these hilarious videos, and they're not even meant to be funny. Where he's just like walking around his hotel room, like when he's on tour, and he's like, "Yeah, I think TikTok just." Puts every video at like 200 likes now, so I'm just gonna do this yeah, or 200 views now, and see what. Ha- and then he puts it up 250 views, mm-hmm. and then he'll put up a bit that's hilarious 250 Nothing. views. Yes. And he's like, what yes. the fuck is happening? Exactly. So for you during the pandemic, this is when TikTok was like, oh, really we'll Give him a, we'll a taste. We'll give him a taste. It was so
1: easy. I thought it was like kind of easy. I mean,
0: so what happened? I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, but I'm fine. so interested. What happened? You, you post the video and then how many views is like, you're like, oh shit. Was it like instantaneous where you posted it in like five minutes later it's no. at like a thousand views or a hundred thousand views? I think it views? was
1: over the span of a couple of days because it definitely like picked up some progress and I remember getting like 50,000 followers in like one day and I was telling my family and they're like, and they're not like big social media people by yeah. any means. No,
0: yeah you said no yeah. cable, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so they were just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what is what going does that even mean? Exactly. Yeah. I remember one time telling my mom, that like I gained like eighty eight thousand followers in one night, and she was like, "That's nice, honey." Like, <laughs> it was just like
0: Are that's these career all changing, friends? mother. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like it wasn't. She had no idea what I was even fucking talking about. So, so.
0: <laughs> a few questions: What is it like when that happens? Like the feeling for you personally? Were you overwhelmed? Were you excited? Like, I what was do you...
1: so over the moon. I was so excited at first because um, you
0: hadn't started stand up at this point.
1: No. I was I was mean prof- I mean When did I that hadn- professor
0: say that to you? Before or after the pandemic? This was before. Okay.
1: My sophomore year before the pandemic. Okay. Uh, no, I hadn't started in any stand-up or anything yet. I just heard that one thing from my professor and then that had gone off. Um and so yeah, it was really, really exciting. It was like adrenaline adrenaline rush immediately. Mm. Um, but then I definitely feel like I got into social media for like the wrong reasons, unfortunately. Yeah. I was really just doing it for like the getting things to go viral mm-hmm. and like the like gratification. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, I say that I was a social media influencer, which I don't want to be. I want to be a comic who also does, does social, social media. media. Exactly. So my first time around on TikTok, I actually, my senior year of college, I got so anxious of it and I just deleted everything overnight. One wait, night. Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. I was writing something down because I fine. thought it was a good title.
1: Yeah.
0: A comic who does social media. Mm-hmm. What, um, One more time, you got overwhelmed. Yeah, and this was what year?
1: My senior year of college. So like you were back in New Jersey, or you're still? Yeah, yeah, I'm in New Jersey. I'm finishing up my last year of college. This was like last year.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and and
0: how many followers are you up to?
1: At this point, like three hundred thousand. Okay.
0: Yeah, and you've gotten that in the course of two years.
1: At one point. TikTok did delete my account, and that took like a bus to my following. Unfortunately.
0: So wait, when they delete your account, do you have to start from zero? Yeah. <laughs> but
1: luckily, I'm like, gonna throw up. I know it's so frustrating, dude. And at that point, I also like I'm from Youngstown. I was like a low income college student, and I was getting paid too. Yeah. And it was a it was a huge part of like my money coming. How into much? School. How much
0: were you at before that? When. When they deleted it the first time, where were you at?
1: I think so I was at like three hundred and fifty thousand when they deleted it the first time. And then when I deleted it, it was two hundred and fifty thousand, I think. So
0: they deleted at three fifty. Yeah. Did you I mean, like you said, you're a college student, you're, you know, do you have any recourse? Are you calling like China? Are you like Absolutely? I
1: I was I went to like a very small schools too. So I posted on my Instagram story and I was like, justice for intense pair, everybody write to TikTok. Uh, And so like a bunch of my friends like wrote emails to them angrily being like, why is it deleted? Did they give you a reason? Uh, Apparently I just broke community guidelines one too many times by like, I will also say, I think that...
0: Do they tell you when you, like, do you know? Every once in a while,
1: but I would get, because my content for the majority of it was like kind of kid friendly, you know. I had like a younger following. Yeah, the video that like well, got yeah, me. You're
0: 15.
1: No, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually 11 now, um, <laughs> but
0: no, but yeah, you are. You're 23, and mm-hmm. right at the time you're like mm-hmm. 21, so a you're younger. Of, yeah, yeah. You have a younger, you I have a younger
1: base for yeah. sure. Um, and so I think that the video that ultimately like got the whole thing taken down was seriously me and like, uh, like a Calvin Klein sports bra. Like TikTok was like Absolutely not yeah. There's Yeah
0: You have younger viewers Exactly you And it's crazy Because I see there's... some things On TikTok Exactly <laughs> yeah.
1: But it was because It wasn't like my Targeted content I guess That a lot of people Just like flagged it And whatnot. Oh so,
0: so if it So that's the thing Is if it gets flagged Yeah So then you have These younger people Who are watching you mm-hmm. Looking up to you Yada yada And then yeah. they see you In a sports bra And they're like This God is not forbid. what We signed up yeah, for Yeah exactly and then, Okay Yeah So then you get Deleted
1: Yeah <laughs> A race from the face Of the earth It was such a blow To my self esteem too. Not only
0: that But you're Like financially
1: Yeah Are you I've
0: talked to Not talked to But I've seen uh, Ben Brainerd Who's a a Florida comic Who lives in LA now Tours Mm -hmm. He does the table On TikTok He uh, tours all over But I know sometimes he'll put up these videos of like this is what I make via and a lot of people think it's gross. I actually find it super educational and very very interesting.
1: Yeah, because he's like
0: I actually make the most money from Facebook and then YouTube. Yeah. So to see all that broken down, and he's got you know like two two point five million followers. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming at three hundred fifty thousand, you're not making like. Uh, an income where you could comfortably like live, no, but you are making money.
1: Uh, I mean, so TikTok itself doesn't necessarily pay the best. Sorry, TikTok. Uh, but brand deals are really, really where. Okay. So
0: were you doing that? Yeah. Okay, so you were making enough to.
1: I was. I was working as I was working full time all throughout college and t- I was able to cut my shifts down to part time. Okay. See, that's awesome. Yeah. Which
0: is all we're trying to do here. Exactly. <laughs> I can just go down two days a week at the restaurant. It'd be phenomenal. <laughs> <But yeah>. Right? <laughs> uh, I'd love everybody forever. Uh, subscribe on Patreon. Please. So, for the love of God No So the meth lab This is the first one That goes viral <laughs>
1: Yeah the meth lab I'm
0: pretty good at this Don't There worry. you go
1: Oh he's done it before Um, It's like he's a TikToker No <laughs> But uh, So when I was like Four or five years old I go to my mom and I was like, hey, I wanna have a tea party. And she was like, that's a great idea. Let's get all, and my mom's a very theatrical person. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So she was like, let's get all of your siblings and your dad really involved. So So, it's gonna be like
0: a 30 person tea party.
1: Exactly, Um, but.
0: Mom, this is a real party now. This is not a tea party. Yeah, no,
1: it wasn't, yeah, it was just like.
0: There's 15 uh, people here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, But she makes like all of my siblings get like a little bit dressed up. My dad is in jeans, a T-shirt and like a blazer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Classic, classic dad. Yeah. Classic dad. Um, And so I'm pouring this like shitty ass tea and all my siblings are sitting around the table. And then all of a sudden we just hear a knock on the door. <laughs> FBI, everybody get down and the SWAT team invades my house.
0: Oh my God. Yep,
1: in front of all, during all of the us, During the tea party? During mid tea
0: party. Yes,
1: it was insane. It was off the hook. It was the craziest party I've ever been to. Um, and so they arrest my dad in front of all 14 of his kids. And my mom is like-
0: uh, Is she freaking out?
1: Yes, she's losing her mind. She's like, Tom, are you smoking weed again, Tom? And my dad's like, please stop telling FBI agents I smoke weed. Um, Especially in Ohio. Yeah, rural Ohio juice. Um, as it turns out, out our neighbors were cooking meth in their house and garage. So my neighbors were distributing and dealing crystal meth Um, and they were on the run from the cops. They hid their meth lab in my family's barn. I grew up on a soybean farm. They hid their meth lab in my family's barn. And then run from the cops overnight. And it so was so no still, one knew it was there. No, because like it was like 11 a.m. It wasn't like late, later yeah. in the day or whatnot. And we didn't like have animals at the time, so we weren't using the barn. Uh, so nobody was like going out and checking. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> hey, have then- you guys checked the barn for the meth lab. <laughs> what are
1: you doing? It's just part of the morning routine. Come on. like, uh, But yeah, so they arrested my dad. But it was very easy for him to prove like, hey, that's yeah. not my meth lab. Uh, but yeah, that was the first
0: And then you made story. a TikTok about this?
1: I made a TikTok about it. It was a put a finger down because I was a big... And I was like, put a finger down. If you ever saw your dad get arrested because of a meth lab that your neighbors hit. Yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> and yeah. I was like... Hmm. Um, and that
0: was it. Yeah. And, and then, then your I life just changed.
1: Yeah. And then I started... From that point on, uh, the being one of so many kids really took off on TikTok. I would, so,
0: you just talked about that kind of stuff. Sometimes or were you guys doing skits or like what was the thing? I
1: would do little skits. I would do little one liner jokes. Again, I realized that ba- like I was prepping for stand up. Yeah. I was writing little tiny like monologues, either about my life or about little jokes, little one liners. And then I would just, it was really just me talking into a camera for the most part or just doing like little skits.
0: Yeah. I want to ask um, you something because this is something that's always. Been a, uh, kind of interesting to me when you because you're obviously like we said, you're like 12 years younger than me. So <laughs> when you pull your camera out on mm-hmm. your phone, do you and this isn't shade? I'm not trying to be a dick. I honestly am curious about this. Let's hear Do you feel any sort of like, oh, I shouldn't have my phone out or does that just not register because you grew up always having a phone with a camera? Does that make sense what I'm asking? So like I'll be walking and I'll see something crazy happening and Sorry. I'll go to pull my phone out. and I'm like, put your phone away. Yeah. But does that as a younger person who's like grew up around social media mm-hmm. and TikTok and stuff does that register the same way or when you see something are you like oh I should record this
1: mm, Um it depends on the thing. I feel that I've definitely gotten better in my young adult years of like put your phone away, Claire. Okay. Like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: Um cuz like I had to do a video to like announce to all the listeners we were changing the release date mm-hmm. and I walked Literally like 14 blocks away from my apartment, into a very secluded area of New York. Just to
1: take like, a video, right, yeah. Just because I was yeah. like,
0: I don't want to be outside. Like, mm-hmm. yo, what's up, guys? Yeah. No,
1: oh my god, I was never doing okay. that okay. in public by any means. Good. Yeah, right. my my TikTok was in like the sanctity of my own bedroom. See, for most okay, part. yeah. See,
0: I even I am okay. Very good. That yeah. that makes me actually feel so much no, better. No, uh, I was. So now never... we can talk shit about all the influence. Exactly. No, I again. I was the same way that my ex would be like, why don't you just. Because I'd be like, I got to get better at social media. She's like, just record stuff in the apartment. I'm like, yeah, but you're here. And I feel weird doing that.
1: That became another weird thing for me because like people like these, again, I had a younger following and they'd be like, can we get a room tour? And I'd be like, I don't want you guys to see what my bedroom looks like. You know, it was a weird thing. Parasocial relationships are strange. Uh,
0: Well, I mean, it all dates back for me, even with podcasting, because I started listening to podcasts in like 2010. So there are some comics that I've been listening. I almost said literally again that I've been listening to for over a decade. And I feel like we're like the best friends, exactly. Because I know everything about their lives, how they grew up, where they are, and it's so one-sided. Yes,
1: it's so. That's what ultimately led me to deleting it. I remember one time I made a video, just being like jokey about a boy who had recently dumped me, just like saying like a couple little jokes about it. And I had kids, literal kids, commenting like knife emojis, being like, "Where does he live? What's his address?" And I was like, "That is too much. You guys are far too involved in my life." Like.
0: mount up <laughs> we're going after <laughs>
1: no
0: no but so you, you honestly it just became overwhelming and then yeah. you were like i gotta get out of here
1: yeah i remember one night uh i was just like watching my own videos being like wow i i hate this person and it's myself so yeah. that's not great Well,
0: i mean it's very self-aware yeah that's a good thing to have for sure so when you delete it going into your senior year during your senior year do you immediately start a new one or are you just no. done?
1: i took a fat break until honestly like Probably a couple of months ago okay. when I started when I moved to New York and now I like to say that I'm a comic who uses social media. Yeah. Um, but I do have like a couple, a couple followers again. And so my OGs, do people find you? Yeah, that's yeah. what I
0: was gonna. Okay, yeah. so people are like, oh, she's part. back on.
1: Yeah, I got some intense pair stands. What can I say? No, <laughs> is that
0: what you call your fans? Pair stands.
1: I should. That should be yeah, like our little our little family, as some refer to it as. Yeah um but yeah i've had a lot of i've had some and it's crazy i've had people like in person recognize me which Mm -hmm. has been a really weird thing
0: i had that from TikTok before yes and it's not mine it's uh, i was telling you before Mm i am obviously friends with burner and she puts me on her hand on the street stuff which goes
1: she's hilarious yeah millions
0: of views for like every single one absolutely and i i know the listeners are probably sick of it but you'll enjoy it uh I walked into the diner uh, on 52nd Street where me and my ex lived, and I walked into the diner that I'm at all the time, and these three drunk girls, like, fell out of the booth. Ooh. And they were like, oh, my God, you're the guy. You're the guy from Hannah Burns TikTok. We love you. Because I was wearing my hoodie. Hell and so yeah. I, whenever I do Hannah's thing, I always wear my merch. Mm-hmm. Normally I As wear it to should. the studio, but yes. I just didn't today. But I know I've got a bunch of different merch. Shout out to Billy Myers III who did all the uh, graphic designing. Cute. So I wear those on, yes. Her, yes. on the TikToks. So because I wear those so often, but it's my merch, so I also wear it often, just in and general. Just,
1: yeah, I used to wear my merch all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I would, I literally walked in the designer wearing my ex drinking buddy hoodie with a big <laughs> red logo.
1: I need to get one of those. By and the these,
0: way. yeah, I'm, Brennan T. Dot, uh, Brennan merch store. Uh, <laughs> and these girls like fell out. I'm sure of it the wasn't booth.
1: just the merch though, Brennan. I'm sure that they. That, I don't want to, but that it was just, darling to, face. Come to on your now. point,
0: I was so stoked. I was like, yeah. I could literally jump out of my window when I get home and I'd be fulfilled. Right? I got recognized (laughs) in the streets of New York for doing something comedy related.
1: Exactly. That's it. It It's a very, very cool feeling for sure. The first time I got recognized, though, was in my hometown.
0: I was going to ask. That's where we were going to go. So Mm. when you start doing the TikToks, because you obviously moved back, do you consider yourself to be back home or do you consider yourself like, Oh, I'm just here because of the pandemic. I'm going back to New Jersey as soon as this is over.
1: I, it was very short stint okay. in Ohio.
0: So you go home and then yeah. the reason I asked that is because were there people, were you like out and about and back in the community or were no. you just kind yeah, of, no, my thought.
1: family took that shit so seriously. That's the pandemic. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we were super isolated. And so that's why I feel like I maybe used that as an outlet to, just like try to talk to someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I was home in Ohio for maybe like a month and a half, and then as soon as my lease started in my college house in New Jersey, I hightailed it back.
0: Okay, so you were only home for a, le- a month and a half.
1: Yeah, no. How did
0: you get recognized? Where, if you were all, if you guys were super locked down, where was it?
1: It was at the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I was uh, getting Dunkin' Donuts for my family, and the person was just like, "Are you?" This is so weird. But like, are you? The- I think I've I've seen you like on TikTok and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. That's me." I am that's fair. and it's funny I love when people say like, "Are you intense pair?" because it's just like, that's me, all right. I'm actually um,
0: Claire Driscoll. But.
1: Yeah, but I'll be intense pair to anyone. I I prefer it that way. Um uh, but I have gotten recognized in New York too and that's been a fun feeling. I one time was I'm also I was a server for like 9 years. And this was very cool. Uh, I was waiting on a woman and she was going through chemotherapy. And she told me that she had recognized me and she specifically watches my videos as she's getting like, oh, uh, that's cool. And she said that made me feel a lot better. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to go and like cry, <laughs> cry a lot back, about yeah. this. Uh, but thank you so much. That was really cool. I had
0: uh, not, obviously, nothing compares to that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But that feeling of like, oh, life is complete kind of a yeah. thing. I had someone who's pretty well known in the comedy community came into my restaurant when I wasn't there. And one of the servers was like, Oh, we have a server here who does comedy. And they looked at them and they go, everybody knows Brennan. And they were there (laughs) with like a bunch of like, like like big comics, oh yeah, and sh- sh- they—I don't want to say who did—they said that right and like to the server. They go, everybody knows Brennan, mm. and it was that same kind of feeling though, where it was like,
1: <laughs> oh my god, everybody does know me. Oh my god, I'm to cry. Yes, to cry. mine's much
0: more self-serving than yours. You're no, saint, but... come
1: on, it's all all the same.
0: So I wanted to get into some of these stories that you sent me because you did send yes. me quite a few. Yeah. So when it came to obviously growing up in a house with that many kids, yeah. Uh. <laughs> A few questions. Was that, Were your parents strict? It sounds like they were a little bit more on the strict side. But with that many children, it's got to be hard to maintain discipline for that many people.
1: For sure. Well, I have a parent. Um, okay. Yeah. So my dad actually passed away when I was young. Oh, I'm but, sorry to hear that. Oh, it's okay. Um, thank you, though. But... My uh, my parents were strict for a while. We so were like, Wait,
0: it was just your mom.
1: Mm-hmm. Not only that, but it gets weird, man. All right, let's
0: get into yeah, it. Yeah. So, as much as you're willing to share with us. Absolutely.
1: Audience. No, I, I talk about this in my stand up too. So it's it's all good. Of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's all that we do. We put our shit out there. Um, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Please, somebody validate me. Um, but so my dad, when I was like eight years old, was in a really bad car accident, mm-hmm. which left him in a coma. Um, and for the first two years he was in the hospitals, but then my family ran out of money and the American he- healthcare system is really cool. So they kicked him out. Um, so cool. yeah, right. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was,
0: I was, ha- cause of all my concussions, I was having like yeah. an episode a couple nights ago uh-huh. and Tracy, my girlfriend was like, well, who, what, what do I do? Like, what do we do? And I go, nothing. She goes, don't you want to go to the hospital? Should we make a doctor's appointment? And I go, I don't have health insurance, so we do nothing. Yeah. And she was like- You
1: can't. I don't want to pay three grand out of my And she was like,
0: wait, Mm -hmm. what? And I go, because it's in my brain, which means Mm -hmm. I have to automatically get MRIs and CTEs. That's 10 grand gone. Yeah. And then they could just go like, oh, you were just dehydrated. So it's like, we do nothing. Yeah. I'm going to drink a bunch of water, keep taking taking my supplements and pray to God that everything's going to work out. So for your dad- Poor man's
1: medicine, (laughs) truly.
0: So for your dad, they- get to the point where they're like we can't keep him here anymore yeah yeah so where he goes back home
1: yeah so my mom and family makes the decision to move my dad home i was like 10 years old at the time and my mother and my siblings and i became my dad's full-time caregivers when so
0: is he when someone's in a coma like that Mm -hmm. from an accident he's just out like he's it's almost like he's sleeping all the time I don't yes. I don't I'm, I'm sorry for, for being ignorant but no, I have no idea what you're it's even fine like.
1: no because in the movies people, it's
0: just like they wake they up and they move. have a beard yeah. and they're like oh you were in a coma mm-hmm. and it's like well what happens
1: so when he was still in the hospitals they were trying when you're in a coma your brain is like actively trying to wake yourself up so mm-hmm. they he was in rehabilitation facilities for a little bit at one point where they were like trying to get him to reuse like his hand strength or like he had a trachea in his uh throat at one point so that he could try to start talking again and the first thing that he actually said So he's awake?
0: No. But he's so he's you're out but they're trying. Very much okay. so
1: trying to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're not
0: Oh, that's like my word. That's like when I get sleep paralysis. This exactly. Is my worst it's kind
1: of like w- what I was explained to as a child is my dad could still see, he could still hear everything, which was really fucked up that he could still hear everything yeah. to me. That is sad um and also my dad was a very educated man he was a lawyer so all of a sudden he's like practicing law and then he has the motor skills of an infant Mm -hmm. like it's wild situation and he was like fully conscious but he just couldn't use his body
0: that's insane
1: yeah yeah it's a really weird thing um but i'm also like not the most educated on comas there's way different levels to it some uh which a lot of people don't realize i one time uh this was genuinely hilarious to me. I was seeing a guy for a while and I was trying to explain this to him and he goes well, it doesn't really sound like a coma. Are you sure? It was a coma? <laughs> and I was like, this was a lived experience for five years, sir. Like just because it doesn't sound like one to you. I don't know. It's um, my favorite
0: when people do that to me. Yeah. When I, I talk about my alcoholism or something, right? and they go, well, I don't think it's that. And I go, oh no, it happened.
1: Thank you so I much. I was there. Yeah. But I, I was there. It. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like this isn't, it's definitely not the same. Like all comas across the board are not the same. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that um and so my dad when he was in the rehabilitation facilities they were like trying to get him to regain and he could like move his arm slightly up he could like the first word, so while he's
0: out he's doing these things
1: trying to God. yeah and so the first word he actually learned to say was pair which was my nickname hence intense pear." so that yeah. was a big moment for obviously me
0: obviously your dad's favorite
1: Who's to say um, your dad, actually, he was the literally, one who said it. yeah. Um, but then after two years, uh, he has another stroke and so he loses all progress.
0: Oh shit. Yeah,
1: and then my parent, my mom.
0: And so in that two years, and I know I keep repeating this, but in no, that two years, he's, he's out and you, you guys are trying to help him relearn these things while he's not, obviously his brain is active, but physically yes, he's out. Yes, Okay.
1: yes, yes. He, uh, so my my mom, we move him home. Me and my siblings become his caregivers. And that was weird. That was strange. This is after the
0: stroke? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That was weird. That was strange because like my mom still had to go to work again. Mm. We were not a wealthy family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so my mom, she wasn't even like working, working. She would just work at the schools that we were going to. And so my dad would like fully come out into public and like, and it would take three or four of my siblings to move him from his hospital bed in the living room to a fully recliner wheelchair that like fully supported his body from his head to his toes. Um then we had a handicapped van.
0: But he was still out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And a weekend weird. at
0: Bernie situation. Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That might be like a new like little skit I write. My yeah. dad was basically just weekend in Bernies. Um, but this
0: is dad at graduation. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. We, we kind
1: of did do that though. We like, no, shouldn't
0: make light of the situation.
1: We can definitely make that's, light of the oh, situation. Comics, it's what, what he would have wanted. Um, but yeah, that was like a weird thing because <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't
0: even <laughs> like that hat. <laughs> Give Why a, did
1: you put me in that? Jeez. Give me a better hat. Please. Uh, um, uh, but, like, that was strange because kids at school could then see it. Yeah. And that was not great. Oh, kids kids awesome. are assholes. Yeah, most kids. yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially in oh, yeah. Youngstown. Oh, yeah. Very ignorant kids, yeah. for sure. Um, so,
0: how long was that? You said five years. So, five years two years total. in the hospitals and then three, three years back home. home.
1: And then my mom finally was like, his health isn't getting any better. Yeah. We should pull the plug on New Year's. <laughs> the ball dropped and so did my dad's heart rate. Anyway. Um, <laughs> new year, new me. Hey, oh, I'm a single mother now. <laughs> um, And so, yeah, so my dad passed away when I was like 13. Oh, um,
0: s- God, that's all good. That's, I know, but that's just a, uh, that's an intense way to go.
1: For sure. For sure, a crazy, a crazy way to go, and that definitely left a long-lasting effect on my family. Unfortunately, my mom turns to alcoholism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so towards like
0: now, as uh, for the kids, because we, we we're talking about all this uh, to say like how. The discipline and stuff works. So Mm -hmm. then your mom starts drinking, obviously, because she just went through a traumatic experience for the last five years. Right. Uh, The the kids and you don't have to out any of your siblings. There's 14 of you. So you can (laughs) just keep it vague. But did any of your siblings have the same reaction where they started just self-medicating with drugs and alcohol and everything?
1: Later on, I feel that perhaps, but maybe not in okay.
0: So not immediately, yeah. Yeah,
1: Especially because a lot of my siblings, like I'm the twelfth out of fourteen. Not all of them were home. Yeah, a lot of them were moved out. Well, and that's the
0: other thing too. Is and this is something I've realized just growing up is I'm very good in chaotic situations. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's the little things that get me. That so, like when things are crumbling, I'm like, let's go, let's do it. It's the same thing. That's why you know people like us are good in restaurants and stuff. It's like when everything's falling apart, I'm there. Mm -hmm. But it's like the little thing. Like, you know, the server who's supposed to relieve you is supposed to be there at three and they don't come until four. It's and then like, you're like, on, this man. fucking kind of sucks. Yeah. Or like, you know, you have a show and then you think you're going up first, so you book something else. And then it turns out you're going up last and you're like, eh, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. So it's those like little, like,
1: little stuff like that, that.
0: Over time, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to have a drink. But I'm, the big things, I was always like, no, this is what I'm built for.
1: Yes. I am always, I'm someone who like, I think it takes me a really long time to process things. So when I'm in the environment, I'm fight or flight mode yeah, and it's usually always. fighting. Yeah, yeah, always. But now that I'm like a young adult and 23 years old and I'm finally for the first time looking back at this, I'm like, oh no, this was so fucked up. That was dramatic. That was, yeah, it's like, oh, I was just like living yeah. for so long. But we I wasn't. initiated,
0: aren't we, Bruce? Yeah. A little bane <laughs> action for you. Oh yeah. But that's the, that's the thing is, again it's when things are and this is I, this for my sobriety was a big deal mm-hmm. so i'd get sober and then after like 6 months everything would start coming back together and yeah. you know my ex fiance would come home and everything would be good and subconsciously my brain would be like fuck this no like everything's going to fall apart eventually we might as well I'm make huge it fall on apart. I'm yeah. huge on that i'm
1: huge on self destruction yeah so mm-hmm. i would just
0: smash everything with a hammer yep. and it's been one of the hardest things and i talk with my uncle about this all the time one of the hardest things in the last 5 not a very difficult thing in the last five years of my sobriety has been maintaining some level of serenity. Like, it's fine that everything's just okay. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a huge up, there's not a huge down, mm-hmm. and that's oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you know, I've, the audience knows this, but I, when I had Joe on, he wrote this line in his movie, Fourth of July, which is, everything's going to be okay. And if it's not, that's okay too. And that's something that's very difficult for me. Because like you're saying, I when I'm in these situations, I'm like, Let's. This is why we play the game. Let's fucking go.
1: Yeah, you just keep going. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. keep
0: pushing through. So when that happens, everyone in your family, you were saying, kind of like buckles down. Yeah. Uh, When when was the first time that you actually like tried something?
1: Tried like a drug or alcohol? Yeah,
0: like just tried to like not not even that, but just like try because obviously everyone's kind of rallying together. Like Mm -hmm. this is a traumatic experience. When was the first time where you? and this might have been while your father was still alive. When was the first time you were kind of like, actually, fuck this. I want to go do that.
1: So this is a crazy little thought that I remember having. Uh, I remember it was very much so towards the end of the coma and I was like lying in our side yard uh, and I had like a dandelion. Do you you know how like when dandelions, the yellow starts to go and all the seeds like turn white or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was always talking yeah, 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 yeah. And then if you get all the seeds off, you make a wish. Yeah. Wishes have always been very important You make, to me.
0: I always, I always, you make a wish and then you try to blow all the seeds off for the wish to come true. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Brennan, same. Got it. That Northeastern Ohio brain, you know. Um, all we got is wishes. <laughs> but so I've always like, I, whenever, when my dad was in the coma, I made a deliberate switch in my head that every single wish I ever got was, I wish my dad would wake up. hmm but I remember it was towards the end and I was like laying in the grass and I was for the first time making realizations like, oh, my sisters when they're, like my older sisters when they come to visit, they like cry a lot. Like this is sad. And also my I would hear my mom on like the phone with debt collection companies all the time and I was like trying, like I was starting to put things together and I wasn't so naive anymore. I was like 11. Yeah. Um, yeah. Growing up. Exactly. Um, And so I like, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this wish. And I blow them all off the can, off of the Danny lion. And for the first time in my head, the wish wasn't, I wish dad would wake up. It was, I wish dad would pass away. Because at this point, I was starting to realize like, this isn't normal. And like, this is not good.
0: So that was the first time where you were kind of like, actually, this isn't. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's heavy, dude.
1: I was a kid. Yeah. You're I, uh, I know. Yeah. So uh, it was a crazy, and I, that is something that I think of often Yeah, of like, wow, I was thinking of some real heavy stuff. Like,
0: well, that's it's interesting. You bring that up. Cause I talk about it on stage all the time. Like I've got very dark jokes and they're know, funny to me <laughs> and to like people mm-hmm. like us. But then it's just like, like I've done a whole bit about like uh, the heroin dick pic joke that I love to do, but it never <laughs> plays in rooms. Cause it's like, you talk about a woman overdosing on fentanyl. It's like, yeah, but after I sent her a dick pic, and that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is hilarious, I'm i think it's sorry. Hilarious, I also think it's, I try. But people I've get tried, so upset. So upset, I've tried to do coma content, I've yeah. tried to do dead dad content, and people are so uncomfortable, and I'm like, okay, motherfuckers, imagine what it was like living
0: through yeah. it. Though. Well, I have, people, I have people that I know that are close with me, uh, like, you know, family basically, And I will start telling a story, just not even a story I think is bad, like a true story about like some trauma or something that has happened. Mm -hmm. Because someone will be like, Brennan, how many times did you get arrested? And I'll go, eight. And they go, eight? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And they go, because they're family, but you know, nobody tracks your arrest when you get arrested that much. So they'll go, wait, what were they for? And I'll start like listing them off and then there'll be someone else who I love dearly that will be like, okay, that's enough. Like, let's not talk about this stuff anymore. And I'm like. What are we
1: supposed to do with it? Let it sit in my head forever? What are we going to do? Uh, That's how you know Some people just can't hang Yeah
0: So you go We gotta get back on track Sorry (laughs) No no no, it's my fault Uh, So you go to Seton Hall Yep And then when you get to Seton Hall Are you because growing up with that many kids and then obviously mm. you were saying you went to public school and everything. No, I went
1: to Catholic school. My oh, you whole did? Life, whole life. Why but I, I went, went to, to like inner city Catholic school okay. and it wasn't like nice. So by it's not any like the- and the government paid for my siblings and I to go.
0: OK, but you still went to a school where there were other kids and said so you weren't homeschooled. No, because a lot God, of times with no. that many kids, they just homeschool.
1: It's a natural thing that people ask me for. Yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: So you were around people and stuff. Did mm-hmm. you when did you start like partying or like doing drugs or like getting in trouble or anything like that?
1: I was a bad kid. Um, Let's talk about it. Yeah. I drank for the first time in the hearse following, in the hearse at my dad's funeral. Okay, so 13. Yeah. My siblings handed me whiskey and I was like, yep, this is good. Um, (laughs) So in high school, I remember smoking weed for the first time the day I graduated eighth grade.
0: When you, because you're not, so you smoked weed before you drank. So
1: weed is a big thing in my family, too. It's like, yeah, alcohol. you're Tom. Are you smoking weed mm. again? I remember. Mm. See, when you
0: talk, I don't just listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you smoked weed. What did you like better? The drugs or the weed or drugs. the booze?
1: I've always been. Uh, I've never really. Again, my mom with the whole alcoholism thing, I've kind of always had a handle on my drinking, um, but drugs is something that I like a little bit too much. Got it for sure. Uh, and so that's something that I definitely feel I have abused in the past.
0: So when you so you smoke weed and then you try drinking when when you get to high school are you mm-hmm. are you st- are you still at the Catholic school when yeah. in high school Yeah. So are you? Are there parties on the weekends? Like, how does that work in Youngstown? Yeah.
1: Uh, Mostly, like, Friday night is football games. Uh, Goddamn right it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just so everyone's
0: listening, football is, and some of you might remember this, but football is huge Embedded
1: in Northeastern Ohio The only reason I played
0: football was because football meant so much to my dad. Yeah. Even though I was a Florida kid. I grew up in Florida. I Mm -hmm. literally, from two months old until I was... 20 until i was 31 i was living in florida 32 so like it's so and football's huge there too so it was an easy transfer for my dad when he got there he's like you're gonna play football and everyone's like yeah of course you play football Mm -hmm. but for a lot of you listening especially in the northeast because we have a lot of listeners in new york no one in new york gives a shit about it no it's life
1: it's yeah it is you Friday Night
0: Lights, it takes place in Texas, but it's not a joke. Ohio, mm-hmm. Florida, California, Tennessee. Texas, Tennessee. Yeah, big. Football is life. Football is
1: huge in the Midwest. Um, So
0: you would go to the games on Friday nights?
1: Friday nights. Uh, but I also was always working again because I my family had like no money growing up. Um, When so did you start
0: in the service industry?
1: 14 years old. Okay. I got my first job.
0: As a host, yeah. I'd assume? Yeah, at the okay.
1: restaurant that all my other siblings were working at. What restaurant? It was called Janetta's Cafe and Catering. Shout out, Tony and Phyllis Olin. Great people. Shout out. Huge shout so out. So
0: it was just like a mom-and-pop place?
1: Mom-pop, a little Italian restaurant for sure. Okay. Yeah, I got my first job because, um, again, all my older siblings were working there, and they all worked there throughout high school and whatnot. Uh, and so one day, one of the like hosts or servers called out and my boss, Phyllis, was just like, yeah, send in the next one. like give <laughs> the <was> next like. <laughs> Send in the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you start working there. So on Friday nights, you're not going to the games. You're Working.
1: Sometimes, um, I mean, like, did you care I about still... football?
0: Was it a thing for you? No, okay. God, no. Yeah,
1: I, I was so. not. I, I don't even know the rules. And I grew up in yeah. Northeastern. My younger sister is huge on. For a second, I was State, like, so, okay, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. For a second, I was like, are we gonna be like
1: besties, best friends, right <laughs> Brennan? I was
0: like, we're getting along I'm so, so well. And sorry, then like, no, yeah. I hate football. And I no,
1: like, I just um, I liked basketball yeah. more. I was more yeah,
0: basketball. I bet you did.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I played football though. I played football growing up.
0: Like, Fun fact: like, Flag football. Oh, really? Oh, it's so like mm-hmm. an organized league? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant schools. like. My schools. I thought you meant like, oh, we went outside and threw the ball around. I was no, like, that doesn't
1: uh, count. No, I w- I played flag football at five and six years old. I was the only girl. Wow. Um, yeah.
0: So you're little a little feminist
1: f- icon. Let's what? talk
0: about your little sister. She loves football. She, she went does. to Ohio State. She does. Yeah, she's a big football fan. <laughs> what up, Annie?
1: Um. <laughs>
0: Shout out, Annie! No, yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend's listening right now. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Come uh, on. She's twenty years old. Um. <laughs> so, so friday nights yes okay
1: so friday night that friday night football game is the first time i i was a freshman and in high school you're a freshman and this girl named julie who i wanted to impress i wanted to like seem really cool um she was like here take this and it was a pill and i said okay and i popped it it. it. yeah and she was like do you know what that was and i was like no and she goes it was percocet and i was like cool um, uh, That is cool So cool <laughs> I don't know if so you guys cool. have ever
0: done Percocet But it's actually really cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah But not when you're at a Friday night football game In and Youngstown, 13 Ohio And you're years old Yeah, no Um, So that was the first time I remember doing a drug That was other than weed. Oh my
0: god, what was that like? Were you scared?
1: Terrified I remember I thought I was seeing Pokemon Like the anime
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah we
1: all know who Pokemon <laughs> are <laughs> I um and I was supposed to like I was supposed to be going home with my siblings, but they obviously couldn't know that. And I also was drinking because it's
0: well, you can't do Percocets without drinking. Obviously not. Yeah, the Um, old Hannibal Buress joke. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Love that guy. Um, so my sib I had to like pretend to be sick at the game and then go sleep over a friend's house or something. It'll
0: get get your stomach the first time, right? Yeah, just like heroin. <clears throat> and ask-
1: so then it was just kind of – um, then I smoked a lot of weed in high school and I like would – experiment with like psychedelics and whatnot uh but you
0: seem you seem like you would experiment with psychedelics. oh hell
1: yeah. yeah yeah i was big on psychedelics You have a
0: rat tattooed on your arm
1: fuck yeah um <laughs> only a bitch who loves shrooms would get a rat tat you know right yeah um a rat so, tat yeah
0: <laughs> so when you get to seton hall do you continue like experimenting and stuff yeah
1: i definitely i think so seton hall is also like a very catholic wealthy school it's a
0: well-to-do kind of a place
1: yeah and a lot of the people there were not
0: down with your lifestyle
1: well i at the time was like i'm so different from these people like they don't get youngstown they don't get me you know so i find the first person who sells me drugs and i'm like oh i'm gonna date you um so my high school my college boyfriend was my drug dealer um, because I a tale as old as time. Obviously, yeah. Um, because I was like, um, none of these people get me. Like they don't. They don't know what it's like to come from da da da. Uh, so I continued. Did to he get you? no obviously not Uh, he was just getting me high uh so i continued um uh, to surround myself with like some negativity i guess but i will say what was always like my though i was partaking in some bad stuff in high school and whatnot in college I was also a fucking nerd. Like yeah. I've always been a theater kid. Which we've established. I was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So were you um, still getting
0: reading a ton and getting your grades and stuff?
1: Uh, no, not in college. Okay. <laughs> um, but I still was doing speech and debate, and I still wanted to be doing. Theater. Oh, because you
0: wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and so I, um, what I say like my saving grace is that like I've kind of always felt like I've been a part of like these two worlds all my life of just like um. You know, I. Oh, I know. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like I, I love theater. I cu- I can get along great with theater kids. I am a theater I'm a nerd. Jock who
0: cries when I watch Star Wars? Exactly. I know exactly. What you're yeah, and about. then like
1: frat boys still want to kiss me. Yeah. So it's like. Me too. <laughs> I bet a lot of them did, Brennan. To be oh, honest, they should they really did. address something. They did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you live basically these parallel lives. Yeah,
1: and I think that what really pulled me out, especially as a somewhat recently has been surrounding myself with more of like the nerdy people. Yeah. I still have like that bridge of like the outside world that I definitely need because these people, like they're the ones who don't get it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like I was at one point seeing this guy when I first came to New York, I keep talking about like men I'm seeing. Um, but there's Shouts <laughs>
0: out, look, there's <laughs> but six, six, seven slide in the DMS. You guys Please
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be taking a break. I've been talking about them far too much. Um, But I like told him about... I know that you've been to mental hospitals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. institutionalized. You're type two bipolar, right? Yeah. Hell, yeah. Same. Manic. Um, So I like... He was a boy that I met through like improv. And I remember telling him about going to the mental hospital and he was just...
0: Yeah, people don't get it.
1: No. And so I still very much so feel... I need my other lifestyle friends, mm-hmm. but I I I feel I've been doing a really good job recently to surround myself with a lot of people who don't partake.
0: Well, and that's that is the one thing about doing about being a comic especially in New York is there's so many I'd say it all the time broken toys. Like we're mm-hmm. all there's a lot of us a who of are misfits. broken toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's good because I can get the best of both worlds in that environment. Cuz yes. not only are there people who are like myself broken, but there's also people who are sober or suffer from yes. addiction issues and stuff. So it's like, I can we're. It's, it's a great environment to be in. Cause I never feel like an outcast. Cause no. I can call someone on the phone. So a lot of those people who have been on this podcast. I can call them on the phone and be like, I don't like, I think I'm gonna jump out of my fucking window. Like I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And whether it's about sobriety or my comedy career or my addiction or all of those things, Mashed together into one like manic episode, mm-hmm. they get it because they've yes. been on that side all the time. Yeah, so that is a fun thing because I do try to surround myself with like better people. But like I said, especially like at the gym thing. and stuff, it's like
1: yeah, it's
0: like oh you don't understand. No, like, what? Like, you're
1: healthy. That's yeah. weird. What's that? People
0: like? are like oh you because I go to the gym six days a week, but it's like it's not for it's not fun. No, I do it because I'm an addict. And like, that's <laughs> the thing that I've, beca- I've you know, replaced, it replaced it. it with. Yeah.
1: And you and need so that replacement. It. Yeah. It's
0: like this, mm-hmm. I just like being the strongest person in the room. If I can't be the most fucked up, I'm going to be the most fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for you, you get to see in Hall. Yeah. And then you, you live this parallel life and then you come to New York. I wanted to ask you about the New York clubbing incident.
1: Oh, because you had so put that on
0: there, and since we've kind of parlayed this into you coming into New York, let's talk about it.
1: Sure. Um. So when you when say I club, do
0: you mean like? Tss, tss, yeah,
1: I tss, was. Um. Tss, tss, tss. I. <laughs> that was me. That was exactly <reprogram> what I was doing, tss. man. Tss. Yeah. Cute. 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 A. Um. Uh, <polity domination> So when I was in Jersey, uh, I wasn't that far from the city. So my friends and I, what? who were.
0: Jersey's not that far?
1: Can you believe it? It's All these comics
0: like, talk about it like it's on the other side of the world.
1: Truly. it's It was like a 45-minute commute. Not that bad. Um, So when we, I was my senior year of college, I started clubbing in New York City, which is a wild thing. Such
0: a dumb sentence. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I those were the people who were not doing improv. Um the, the club. I just
0: I don't I don't like anything about clubs.
1: No, they're terrible. It's not a good place. And for you to be no.
0: like, yeah, I decided I'm gonna be like a club girl.
1: No, I didn't like. I and, didn't and, want and, to and, be. Oh, don't it be like. It's called oh, my name. I right went in.
0: ironically. No, you did not. You were like.
1: <laughs> no, I wanted to go to the clubs. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Yes, I wanted to live my Let's best do life. Do X and go. Hey, no, yes. Yeah, so kidding, I. Um, you guys do
0: MDMA? guys <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Ecstasy.
1: Um, and that was a weird thing though because it was like uh. When you are a young female, this was a thing that I realized very fast. When you're a young female going to clubs in New York City, you are the product. I remember, mm-hmm. yes, I remember waiting in line with my friends. We were with our promoter and the guys next to us.
0: What do you mean? What, uh, take it back. You're with your promoter. What does that mean?
1: Uh, so I had friends Is who that like a pimp? no well okay. like kind of and like the most like you said no
0: very aggressively i know, and then I you know were but like, then it's like wait like really think about
1: it um so basically there's like promoters they're like on instagram or whatever and they're always like dming girls um oh and, so like they
0: get a certain number of they get some money for the number of people they bring exactly got it yes like a yes. like a show
1: but it was weird because the reason that i stopped clubbing was because they didn't want me as a person they just wanted me as like what i looked like in a weird way because like my friends uh the club promoters would ask for all of the girls instagrams mm-hmm. and the girls i was friends with at the time wouldn't give them my instagram because again i was being silly and goofy and posting my oh, stand up yeah. and posting you not me half being... naked on
0: your instagram exactly
1: yeah. and so my friends they would just send selfies of me or like photos of me and say that i didn't have a social media and I was like, that's fucked up. Why? And I was like, oh, it's because they just want like bimbos. They yeah. don't want girls who like think a lot. Or you like know?
0: are creatives yeah. and stuff. They yeah, just because
1: then they'll be the ones to realize. You hear
0: that, you weird. dirty little sluts?
1: <laughs> Guys, come on. Just start being silly and goofy on Instagram. Um,
0: and you'll never go to a club again.
1: No, you won't get invited. That's how it works. Um, so you,
0: how did you, because you had mentioned that you weren't that far from New York and you wanted to get into clubbing. Mm-hmm. Why clubbing?
1: It was. Out of all.
0: I'm just. The
1: frats were boring.
0: Okay. So, because in all honesty, it's the same thing I think that's rooted in the question of why comedy. Mm-hmm. So, like, why. Out of all the things to do in Jersey and New York, why were you like, oh, this is fun. I like the music. I want to do the drugs. It was just the lifestyle.
1: I think it was the glamour of it all at first. It was a short stage. I didn't club for very long. I had friends in college who were doing it like all four years. And I always had like responsibilities. So I didn't have the same luxuries um, as my friends to be able to do it for that long. And I... Pretty quickly realized like oh this, this is not me. the place for me yeah, yeah I remember there was this one time I'm bi I've been talking about a lot of guys lately but I remember one time I was at this club and I made out with this girl and aren't I look all up of you yeah, right <laughs> aren't
0: all club girls bi
1: hey um but I look up and there was just this like group of men around me taking videos
0: uh, and yeah gross. and that's
1: when i was like never again like this is weird and i feel really much so like just preyed on and they're all yeah that's also, a like,
0: huge violation 100
1: dude and it's also just like not even fun really when you really look at it because like you know when you're like sober and you look back on like your nights out and you're like oh that was just fun because i turned my brain off for hours yeah. that's all it is yeah. it's not when you really look at it it's like Really loud music and people like getting that's, up on That's you the thing is when I'm like,
0: I can't I remember we used to go there's a, a club called Razzles back mm-hmm. in Daytona. Shout out Razzles. Ayo. Um and it it's it's a club in Daytona, so it's it's not an EDM club, it's the club you think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh and <laughs> you, you you know that club you're picturing in your head? That's it. That's the one. Um
1: in Daytona, Florida.
0: Yeah, Daytona Beach, baby three six, shout out. Uh but uh, I just remember the music. And it was, you know, I like, you know, I love hip hop. I grew up listening to it, mm-hmm. especially Southern hip hop, but it mm-hmm. was just so loud. Yeah. And like everyone's like pushing on each other. And a lot of dudes there are super aggressive. Yeah. Um, and so I just remember I'd go and I would stand in the corner. Like, so there was a dance floor and I would just stand against the wall. And then if someone, like a young lady, would come to dance with me, I would just stand there and just be like, like that's how I dance, was like just like this.
1: And she'd be like all up on yeah, you yeah, and shit. Yeah, what are you even gonna do? What's like, up? is it even like? I feel like that's so I'm symbolic of like, is... clubbing itself. Yeah, it's like just... what
0: the fuck are we doing? Man?
1: Exactly. Like, I want to yeah. go home
0: and play Xbox and do shots.
1: Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wanna... that sounds like such a better time. Now I'm so way more time. of like, you yeah, could pay now? me to go to a freaking. Do you club. still? So you
0: still do the? Uh, do you still do psychedelics? No. Okay.
1: Uh, that had to end after college. That had to end. Uh, now if I partake in any types of drugs, it's just weed every once in a while.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because you don't? Do you that. still drink?
1: Yeah, I never okay. really particularly had that. Like that's what I, I was gonna had. say
0: because you never really started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, I mean, in the sense okay, that, yeah. yeah,
1: I I would drink like on the weekends with my friends. I know. I never. I still don't really think I have like a drinking issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, Brennan. Um, but. What. <laughs>
0: What about what about your younger sister? What about no? I'm just kidding.
1: She's she's doing quite all right. (laughs) She has a boyfriend in Ohio. What was that? That was
0: so weird. No, I'm just. (laughs) She brought it up. I was doing a callback. It's a thing we do in comedy. Um,
1: It's a professional move.
0: Yeah, I didn't think you're gonna make it weird.
1: That's what comics do. We make everything weird. And that's, that's what we're the made what, what we're made for.
0: What do you want to do? We've got time about enough time for one more story. We can do DJ booth or Campus Cutie.
1: Oh, let's I don't do know what that even cutie. means. Campus Cutie. Okay. Campus cutie is one of my tattoos. Um, okay. so there was this one time in college when I was um hanging out with frat boys still and you know that's just baby clubbing that's just them yeah it's just them getting you really drunk and then being like oh let's watch girls dance um and so there was a boy and he was a little bit of a sleaze in my friend group he would just get with everybody um mm-hmm. and there was this one time that i got super drunk and i walked up directly to him at a party and was just like you know what <laughs> You white men with your blonde <laughs> hair and your blue eyes. You think that you're this campus cutie. You're not the campus cutie that everyone thinks you are. I know exactly about you, Charlie. I won't say his own name. Um, and so that became the biggest bit of all time. Campus cutie. Yeah. And we found this like little unicorn toy in my college house. And we were like, that's the real campus cutie. That's the cutest boy on campus. And then like... Would we you... gave Campus Cutie an entire character an entire okay. storyline every like a lot of people on my it. Let me see It says thank you Campus Cutie
0: Oh it does and it's yeah, got a little, a unicorn. little
1: unicorn Yeah well, Shout out Charlie um, Too bad
0: for Charlie How did he take it? Was he upset?
1: He the next day was like I think Claire called me ugly last night <laughs> <laughs> And he like confronted me about it and I was I like I think
0: Claire called me ugly last night I think she
1: called me ugly and it's like the worst thing He's ever heard in his What life.
0: happened with the confrontation what did he say um, Was he like
1: He was like That was
0: God, Really hurtful
1: Are you serious And I was like Shut up <laughs> I'm it sorry Was Charlie but, an attractive
0: man Obviously um, If he's sleeping with everybody
1: gosh. I mean I'd never He never tooted my horn uh, Beep beep <laughs> But I was just, uh, yeah. So Charlie, Charlie did not take that very well.
0: Um, yeah, I can imagine.
1: And then he also didn't take it very well that like there was this unicorn that was essentially like making him. fun of him. Yeah. yeah, and that like it was this big.
0: You joke. should have given the unicorn to the gentleman callers that you thought were super attractive.
1: Well, we ended up burning him alive, <gasps> not Charlie the unicorn. Oh, yeah. And it was a whole ceremony. Less fun, but
0: yeah. So you turn him into an effigy.
1: Yeah.
0: And let him on fire.
1: Exactly. And that's the tale of Campus Cutie. <laughs> And that was like my most iconic moment in college I think.
0: when did you burn the unicorn
1: the end of my junior year okay was it a big fire. thing did you turn oh, in as yes we had like an entire bonfire yeah. yeah so we had like all of my, everybody in my friend group came and we had was this it at a friend fire. house uh, it was at my sorority house I you were in a sorority house. yes I got kicked out of a sorority um that
0: sounds way cooler For than barking I was at in men assuming. um <laughs> I like, get like a dog like yes. actually like ar, ar. Yeah. yeah 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 nailed it
1: Thank you. Um, but yeah, so we had it, a bonfire in the back of my sorority house and everybody prepared like a little speech to say goodbye to Campus Cutie. And we all took circles. And then I was the last one because it was like kind of my. like. It was your bit. thing. Yeah. 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 And then I threw him in the fire.
0: No wonder you went viral. Mm hmm this is you, you you've it's, got a knack for things doing i've got
1: things. a i've got a knack for finding really weird things obscure bits yeah you got a knack yeah. for obscure bits i'm a big knack for obscure bits yeah there, there
0: we go plug everything <laughs> one more time let everyone know where they can find you
1: intense pair six six seven instagram and tiktok
0: she's back ayo we'll get you back up to 250 in no time hopefully at Brennan T Comedy on all social media BrennanTComedy.com thank you everybody so much for listening I will be in Philly the 6th and the 7th of October come out to that that's going to be a whole lot of fun and then I got a couple shows in New York in October so check out the website and we'll talk to you all next week thanks Brennan thank you it's been great that was fun
1: beautiful